Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 49. We are so close to 50. Of it was all a stream. I am Chris here, hosting alongside my cousin, Neil Carroll. Welcome back to the stream, everybody. Very excited. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got some what if for you. We've got some Indeed. only murders in the building. And Still hysterical. New Hawkeye trailer just came out. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to do some rolling or trolling. I think it's a pretty jam-packed episode, yo. Let's jam-packed go. Jam-packed episode. Let's start with this Wednesday's episode of What If Episode 6. This was an interesting one. This was What If Killmonger Saved Tony Stark. Right. I, again, the tone, perfect. I thought a little bit of a departure from uh, our norm, but I'm still in. I, I think I think to, to date, zombies might be the most interesting. Yeah, I, I think to date, my favorite one might actually be the um the t'challa being abducted by really wow yeah because the more like this was again depressing (laughs) yes the so far the last four what ifs have been really just been what if everyone died well here's the here's the here's my antidote to that or, or here's why i think that is the case I think that's the case because the movies are all like everybody lives. Everybody lives. Nothing bad ever happens. So what if the only option you have is I guess I like I like the the I understand that there's going to be what ifs that are dark and that are very Twilight Zone ish. Definitely. Um, But like the I think the ratio is off right now. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think the ratio a... is, is off a little bit. I think that we we've gotten four kind of depressing ones in a row now, and I've been yeah. waiting for the 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 one that's going to lift us up a little bit. Right. Um. You lift know, that's going to make us kind of is going to be more comedy than it is like depressing. Right. <laughs> um. Definitely, this one was interesting. Um. So this will be. Uh, spoiler heavy from here on out so essentially Killmonger goes about his mission in a different way in this Mm -hmm. episode compared to what he did in Black Panther Um, so what he does here is he goes through he saves Tony Stark and basically starts his war that he's been trying to start with Wakanda going to war with the rest of the world um through Tony Stark, and he completely uses Tony. Um, Which is a genius connection because of Tony Stark's history with military apparatus. Correct, correct. So I, I, I still think, depressing though it may be, they're definitely on track. Like, these are people that know what they're doing. Like, that's a smooth connection. That is a smooth connection. I think him knowing about the assassination attempt on Tony Stark. I guess they mm. kind of explained it because he got the information from Obadiah Stane. Um, okay. Shout out to 
Jeff Bridges. I don't think he True. was the voice in this, but like shout out but to shout him. Out. And also apparently his, um, cause he's had some health issues. I think he's on the, oh. the come up. Um, I hope so. Yep. I think he's making a comeback, which is, Jeff which Bridges is nice. Is dude. Um, yeah. I know he has cancer. I think he may oh. or may not be in remission now. So he, he's gotten some good news recently. I remember seeing that. Um, anyways, I, I think it was a little bit of a loose explanation of how he knew that Tony Stark was going to be attacked then. Also, I get Michael B. Jordan. He is a jacked individual. Yes. But he just threw a, a missile like yeah. a whole mile away to make sure it didn't blow Tony up. That was a little like, oh, all of a sudden Killmonger's got superpowers. Right. I don't know how I don't know how I feel about that. But you know, it was definitely interesting. It was fun to see. I guess this was the third episode that we got. Um, that we uh, got. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm I'm blanking on his name. Chadwick Boseman. That we got Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman. Boseman returning and voicing uh, indeed, Black Panther. Indeed. That was nice. Although, of course, Black Panther. So, like, let's go over everyone again who dies in this episode. Go ahead. Black Panther gone. Black gone. Rhodey out. Gone. Taken out. Tony Stark. Bye bye. See you later. Bam. Um, three huge characters just gone from this episode. I, I, but I'll pause there for a minute and also point out the genius of this is a series. So you have all these actors sign on for the series, and you get to kill them in each episode if you want because the episodes aren't necessarily connected. Yeah, that's true. So that it is a genius way, like the what if TV series is a genius idea because everybody gets their paycheck, everybody gets their due, their time on screen, and everybody gets a death like that is powerful, but they get to come back. Like it, it's it, it's brilliance. It's just brilliance. Do you think this is more like out of the way of what? Killmonger's goal is like this is a more roundabout way to to accomplish what he's trying to accomplish essentially I mean look he wants to be ruler and I don't know but, that he necessarily wants to be ruler he just wants Wakanda to basically conquer the world right but they won't. I don't know. That, I mean, of course, he sees himself at the top of that, but he's right. kind of like, I, I don't know. Or, or was this a better plan than what he had in Black Panther? Because at least this one, he's still ceding control to T'Chaka, because in this mm -hmm. version, T'Chaka is still alive. Right. He took out T'Challa, and he becomes Black Panther. And he's essentially influenced Chaka to so go at I war would, with the rest of the world. I would rephrase your question. I would say maybe it's not uh, whether it's a more roundabout way or not. I think it's a better way. It's more. It's clearly more successful. He's gotten further this way. Yes. Than he has any other way. Um, that being said, we were left with a, a cliffhanger in this one. As you as as, as usual, usual I'm, now I'm wondering because I don't think they're revisiting this season. Are we just gonna get like the f 
every episode of season two of what if is going to be a follow-up from episodes from this season so i think that's never been done before so i'd like to see that happen but do we have does america have the uh brain capacity space, the capacity to do that remember and do that and pick remember up where we individual left off. episodes and yes i love this notion and Would the you... other thing is it's streaming so in theory you could watch them concurrently you could watch episode one and then go to episode one of season two you could episode two, you know you could go back and forth like we have the technology now <laughs> so i think i hope that's the case like i hope do that's you... what they do do you so you prefer that to them doing new stories every episode like you want to see cliffhangers and follow-ups in the following season like you think that's a good idea as opposed to forget the cliffhangers give us a beginning to end episode every time and make it new every episode yeah well if you had asked me at the beginning of the series i would have said yes but don't you think like now I want to know, like I want it. They've, they're doing a good job of hooking me. Yeah. I'm like, I'm definitely into every episode. Like I'm enjoying right. this season. Like even as depressing as the last couple episodes have right. been, I am enjoying them. But like, I'm just wondering if like, I love that Marvel is doing um, the multiverse. Right. Yes. They're leaning in to the multiverse. Yeah. That's great. Are. Are they making too many, making versus. us aware of too many verses that we have to keep track and follow? That's legitimate. That's legitimate. You know what but I mean? Then, Especially with this, because now every yeah. single one of these episodes is its own are verse. each their own universe. That, like, if it was just a single episode without a, right. uh, uh, a um without a cliffhanger or to be continued essentially yeah we would be able to watch something from that universe and then move Move on on from it now we're gonna have i think what are there nine episodes in this season right now we're gonna have nine more universes to follow and keep track of and that are being built off of and all of that but isn't it better to have you're just keeping track of nine universes as opposed to every season is a different universe. And you have like a thousand. Yeah, and I one. guess, I guess my argument is you're, but like in that sense, yes, if it were yeah. like that, but I don't think you're actually keeping track of a brand new universe each time there's a new episode. If there's yeah, no like to be continued. That's a good point. That's There's fair. nothing to keep track of. It's just you sit. It's a standalone episode. Instead of making it serialized, you're making it more of a um, what you call it, like a procedural. Procedural. Yes. All right, that's fair. I I come with you on that. That's fair. Yeah. Oh, you could Perhaps actually make the it the Twilight Zone of Marvel, right? Where, where every, every episode... single Twilight Zone had a a beginning and an end. Yeah. And that was it. I did like they that ever notion. do? I did they ever that. do revisit anything from Twilight Zone episodes? I think there might have been like a couple, but again, that's just like yeah, I don't recall. And I maybe love one or two, I but I, I don't know yeah, if they. I don't know if two. they really ever did it, or if maybe there were a couple that were somewhat yeah. linked. Because maybe they were linked. Because they had like a character or something. where they did something different. 
yeah, but it was always something different. Like I kind of, I don't know if, I don't know if I would have preferred that for this show or not. I'm enjoying it, but I'm wondering, oh, would that have been better? Would that have been easier for everyone too? Are we going to get to season two next year and be like, oh my God, this is so much. Well, I think there will be a level of confusion next year, no matter what, because they have to make a decision right? of which way they're going. So people are going to tune in and be like, oh, I guess it's this or that. But uh, yeah, I think maybe a Twilight Zone approach to it probably would have been a smarter idea. But we'll see how how it, you know, how it develops and how it turns out. And we've got a lot. We're going to have a lot more in between this season and next season a lot more disney plus shows a lot more disney movies phase four is in full effect full effect i'll let's end with this how exciting would it be to get the cast back to do a what if movie that would be crazy wouldn't that be crazy that would be crazy like I, that would be the next big thing. If that they, would be the next big thing. And yes. I would like them to do like, if they're going to do that, which, which one would out of all of the ones that we've seen so far, and we can revisit this yes, at the at end the of end. the season. Cause we have three more episodes left so far through six episodes. Um, which one would you prefer to see turned into a movie? Okay. For the sake of the cast, for the sake of their, like, everybody getting a moment on screen and doing something interesting, I would go zombies. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, but I think the Doctor Strange storyline was very, very intense. Very interesting. Wow. Yeah. You think that, that would, would be, make the better movie? I think it might make the better movie. You know what I mean? But the zombie thing so far would be a very action-packed film. I think it would be. It would have to be Marvel zombies. It would have to be Marvel zombies. And they'd have to do a combination of what they did in the comic books and, yes. um, and what they did in the 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 episode. Because while I really enjoyed that episode. I think they actually could have done more, followed it, followed the comic a little bit closer because the comic was really good. And it would be a lot of fun to see all of the the zombie versions of all these heroes. Because yes. part of the point of them is essentially like in the comic, they are zombies, but they aren't. It's more of they like they become infected. Right when really that infection just involves them like basically turning them evil turn like they become sort of they still have mindless, they still but... they don't become mindless they yeah. don't become like they just become, they're like, not able evil. to like shoot an arrow straight like zombie right. hawkeye was in the episode like they actually they're just evil and they're, they're rotting and they they only eat other human beings right or other living beings like that's what they turn into that's the film we need to see that's we, what and, they need to do because then you could get like sarcastic evil zombie tony yes. stark that would be amazing you know that's what, what I, mean? I was thinking you know he'd come back for that oh without a doubt that would be so much fun everyone yes. would have so much fun and then it's more believable like okay this version of of zombie tony stark like i get how he could still operate his suit whereas like 
zombie Tony Stark in the what if episode, how was he shooting laser beams still when he's like right. half mindless? It's like, come on. That was the part that I wasn't, that really wasn't for me. Commit but, one way or the other. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But I will watch one way or the other. Just commit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Let's put a pin in what if, and let's, let's stick with Marvel for now. Okay. And let's talk about the Hawkeye trailer. Lots of fun. You start because I think you have a take on this, but what, uh, but I was interested. So they just released the, the Hawkeye trailer uh, this past week, the first official trailer um, for the upcoming Disney plus show that is coming to us in November. Yes. I am. So I I didn't think that I was going to be this excited for a Hawkeye show. Right. Hawkeye is like out of all the Marvel movie characters, he is the most ridiculed. I think that's fair to say. Why is he an Avenger? Why is he in these movies? He all he does is shoot a bow and arrow. (laughs) Um, they are taking from the really uh successful and acclaimed um run that uh, I believe it was Matt Fraction did right um in the comic books where it basically takes hawkeye from being you know just in the avengers or um at the west coast avengers like in in the team setting and it takes him and it makes him a street level hero which makes more sense hawkeye wasn't really used that much as a street level hero before this run by Matt Fraction, which was, you know, in the last 10 years of this run. And it also introduces Kate Bishop. Indeed, which Um, I think that is the savior of Hawkeye in this world. Like, I think if they're going to do something meaningful with him and turn it around, take him out of the, uh, you know, the cities under attack thing by aliens and put him on the street level. Right. Right, exactly. That's the way so to go. they're they're putting making him a street level hero. Like I know in the comics, he's kind of basically battling um, like the Russian mob, yes, local mobsters and stuff like that. Which they it looks like they're in this show as well. Um, it's about him kind of passing the torch to Kate Bishop, which this also looks like is going to happen. Um, I, th- you know me. I love that we're basically getting an entire season of a Marvel show right. that takes place during Christmas I, and is I being released around Thanksgiving, yes. like before Christmas. Like it's perfect, perfect timing and very smart of them to do this. Right. Um, the song that they use is, is uh, Andy Williams. Yeah. Like the trailer was great. Um, they really got me hyped for this show i knew so just watching the trailer i knew you would love it just from the first second andy williams started singing uh, it's whatever it is christmas beginning to look like christmas it's the most wonderful um, time of the most year. wonderful time of the year um <laughs> I, I, I there's something about that song like i think for some reason in my mind when i hear it 
I go back to maybe I should go to like Die Hard or something else because this had a Die Hard feel. But I go immediately to Jingle All the Way. Do you remember Jingle yeah, All the Way? Yeah, of course. That's a great movie. I, it is. And that's the first time I watched a movie and saw that song be like, you know, spoofed. Uh-huh. Because the, he's not singing it in a different way. But it just that song works for like an exasperated father looking for toys on right. Christmas or a you know a mad archer trying to figure things out. like it works it's it's a good it's Hook it's song it's a good song to use if you're going to use it ironically in a film that's it yeah it's it's the perfect christmas song because while it is genuine and heartfelt and wonderful for the season like celebratory and, and celebratory like, yeah it's absolutely a like a spoof on itself without even realizing it's so great mm-hmm. so but hawkeye being on the street tremendous i think jeremy renner is a good actor and he's going to be funny and and i think they're going to give him a chance to uh express some of his comedy chops and i like the notion of a buddy cop movie and that's what this looks like it's turning into. We've talked about that on the podcast before. Like I like yeah, they a buddy kind of they they did that with um with what's her name? Uh I'm sorry. They they did that with Falcon Winter Soldier. Falcon Winter Soldier, which worked for us. Which which worked. This is yeah. a different kind of like buddy cop where this is more of instead of the the two lone wolves that are coming together that have to work together as a team and realize that they, you know, they're friends and they like working together. This is more of like the older seasoned. It's lone wolf and cub. That is now with, yes, with the cub who has to try to, you know, show them the ropes, but doesn't want to show them the ropes. Doesn't want to. Right. It's yeah. It's lone wolf and cub. They, they keep revisiting a theme, but, because the theme works like I, you can't mm-hmm. take that away from mm-hmm. them. Um, I will say this. I will leave the trailer with this comment. Uh, severe lack of Linda Cordellini. Yeah. Very, very brief, very yeah. brief, but he's like, I don't know what, how they're going to do this where he's like, he has his family, but he's going to spend the Christmas season cool with some strange girl like in an apartment in new york city yeah very weird um but we will we will see what happens come november that's gonna be fun that does look like it's gonna be fun all right let's move on to only murders in the building let's do it five with me give me your thoughts and feelings on Episode episode five Episode five was, you know, Mad Max Fury Road. It was basically an entire episode in a car. Yes. Yes, it was. And I'm still, I still think it was a great episode. Very funny. We find out about tie-dye guy. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And it is again a testament to Martin Short and Steve Martin that just driving in a straight line, (laughs) they can be hysterically funny. That's fair. That's fair. I, I, so I loved it. I think, you know, the episode title was called twist. 
Okay. And so we get tie dye guy who Mm -hmm. is the, um, is the individual that went away to prison falsely accused of murder. We believe yes. at this point we believe. And so she gets in the car with him, goes off, asking questions, trying to figure things out. And there's a confrontation and a revelation that our murdered, uh, star who's not really a star but he's the catalyst of everything was a jewel thief was it that he was a jewel thief or that he's trying to take down oh the jewel a, thief a jewel thief or something like that that was confused here's maybe my I thing misunderstood here's that. my thing okay the episode is titled twist yes was there really that much of a twist in this episode no. There wasn't any no, twist was in this episode. It might have been a twist for Steve Martin and Martin Short's characters, but like we saw everything coming. Like we pretty much knew everything. There wasn't a, really a twist that Oscar was tie dye guy. We all probably right. could have guessed that or assumed that. Um, I, you know, was it a twist that he heard the gunshot? I don't know. Yeah. Um, is it a twist that? Tim Kono is involved with with black market jewel dealers, like jewelry dealers. Eh, not really. Eh. So like what was this, the twist? I think out of all of the episodes so far, this one fell kind of flat with me. Okay. The comedy was still there. Steve Martin and Martin Short are still doing their thing. Like it's great. Um this seemed like an episode where they have a bunch of stuff they have to just get us through. Yeah. And that's what they were doing. And I think it shows because it's also the shortest episode that we've gotten. Correct. This is the first episode that's actually under 30 minutes. Which, yes, you felt it. It did seem a little quick and streamlined. A lot of quasi explanatory dialogue because they don't really reveal too much till the end. So they got to get us there, but it's, it was like a relationship piece almost a little bit. Like there's something, obviously some sort of history beyond friendship between um, Selena Gomez character and Oscar. I think that's fair to say. Um, 100%. So we, we need to see kind of what's going on there. How did it maybe lead to Zoe's murder um, back in the day? You know, I is, is there anything that we really like learned or any lingering questions that we have now after watching this episode? The lingering question is the connection. So I think all this did was solidify that the murderer is obviously a tenant because mm-hmm. he's the, those jewels or whatever it is are coming from inside the building that again that's the impression i got gotcha maybe i'm wrong but like i got the impression they're coming from inside the building he is either trying to take down a thing or a klepto and and or he was having financial struggles, right. which we knew. So maybe he's trying to pawn all this stuff, get himself out of it. Either way, 
the big I, I think it the big question for me at the end of this is can the new guy hold his own as part of this cast? Because I was enjoying watching the three of them. Now that we have to add tie-dye guy, and it looks like he's going to be now in every episode henceforth, will he fit in? Gotcha. I Yeah, now it's, is he going to fit in? What, is he still hiding something? Right. I'm sure he's still reluctant to tell us certain things or tell us the whole story. Um, I think like I think the biggest thing that I'm curious about out out, out of this whole show, yeah, is what could the reasoning be mm-hmm. that Tim Kono didn't say anything about seeing someone else arguing with Zoe? And why would why would he not say something? Right. That's the that's the biggest outlier like this this is not adding up so far. If he's such that. good friends with Oscar, right? And he right. sees someone else arguing with Zoe, then shortly after, Zoe gets tossed over the building and Oscar is blamed and arrested and sent to jail for it. Yes. How did he not say anything? Number 1. Number 2, how did Mabel not go to the police and say, Tim told me he saw someone else fighting. And how with her. And three, how did they line up that it was Oscar who did it and not somebody else? Correct. But how does it fit into whatever this, like the jewels, his yes. death, the, and the that, whole, the like, that's something that has to pay off in this show yes. too, because Big. that you can't have a question like that lingering. Right. And be talking about it and kind of alluding to it and stuff like that and not have it be related in some way to this mystery. But you know what would be a lot of fun? It'd be a lot of fun if Nathan Lane turned out to be the killer. Because can you imagine an ex- like a, a, a high-tension finale with Nathan Lane saying that he's the murderer or revealing something like the big reveal at the end. If you put it in his hands, I think it'll be a success. That'd be a lot of fun to see. Yeah. I, um, we haven't really talked about Nathan Lane in the no. show. Well, he has just funny. Much, do you want to do a good. little like minute on Nathan Lane right now? Yes. Nathan Lane is Martin shorts, like benefactor and given money. And now he's, he's financing the, podcast which is genius he was part of the whole uh and i guess it's the reason they don't talk anymore part of the whole it's uh, splash the musical debacle of everyone just diving onto the stage and the stage didn't open so it was just horrendous plunk 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 i thought that was a brilliant description um but he he's had enough of martin short I just want to see more of him exasperated. I want to see more of him yeah. like being frustrated with these people. He hasn't, he hasn't really been in anything recently. I know, I which like. is a shame. So it's good, it's good. good to have him back. He, yes. he is a fun actor to have around. Um, cool. I think we can 
leave it at that and revisit only murders in the building. Obviously, while I do think that episode five was the um, was the weakest so far that we've gotten, it's something that like by all means isn't is something that I'm going to stick with. You know, absolutely. I will be sticking with it. Um, Let's move on to rolling or trolling. But before we do that, we unfortunately have another death in entertainment yes. technology and that was the recent passing of norm mcdonald who apparently How secretly crazy. was fighting cancer for 11 years i think they said i thought it was nine but either way nine near, years near of a decade fighting cancer silently yeah without telling anybody norm mcdonald is a secret treasure like he was never the breakout star he was uh the he was on snl for five years he did what do you call it he did weekend update for three of those years mm-hmm. and his deadpan delivery and and way of telling a joke like on talk shows he tells a 45 minute joke but when he was doing weekend update like he was good with the zinger he was good with those deadpan deliveries quick jokes he was a great host like I put him, I I think my favorites are Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, or rather Tina Fey and what's his name, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon. Then uh, probably Norm Macdonald. He was tremendous, but he like he's been in so many things. Largely the Adam Sandler catalog, which I know you're familiar yeah, with, big Adam Sandler guy. But he's just always interesting. Yes. Like it's never not fun to see him as the best compliment. I think anyone can give him. He's always That's enjoyed yep. whenever he's there. Yep. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Gotta love again, like that deadpan humor, the sarcasm yeah. that just like seeps through his pores every time yeah. he speaks, which is just so great. Um, but he does it in a way that doesn't like make you think, Oh, this guy's a jerk. Yeah. Well, correct. You know, um, yeah, I big fan of his as well. Very, uh, very underrated, as very as underrated. far as you know, just comparing his talent to his notoriety. Um, I think um, the talent definitely outweighs that, and I think that's definitely evident given all the high praises that he has had the past couple of days just from his colleagues alone. 100 percent um so rest in peace to norm mcdonald now that we got the sad part out of the way let's go on to the silliness um and let's do some rolling or trolling let's do some rolling or trolling i've got things to say here's where we're starting the first appearance of spider-man in comics was amazing fantasy number 15 this is all true a recent copy of that issue sold this past week for a record-breaking $3.6 million. $3.6 million. His first... But that makes sense. I'll roll with that. I think that makes sense. It's not like a Superman or a Batman where it's like you know $50 million or something like that. But I think, you know, 
for well, I think this is the highest sale ever of a comic book period beyond what Superman and Batman. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think that. I thought they held the records. But if you put it in that context, then I might slow roll it. I mean, I'm yeah, still Batman number one it, but... was the highest ever comic sold was 2.2 million. It looks like back in uh, January of this year. Uh, see, I'm now we it. had 3.6 million for Amazing Fantasy number 15. I'm rolling with comic book sales, period. But I could, I could support that. I could support that. It's definitely uh, for, and it's a good sign for the comic book market. Yes, you know that that, that's that is a market that is you know you can actually consider it a legitimate market <laughs> you know yes and actually invest in it and make money and that is an an investable commodity our comic books which is crazy to think considering the amount of parents that threw oh, comic man. books out and they had yeah, maybe maybe all, these comics aren't worth anything if all those parents didn't throw those books out because we'd have a ton of copies of everything well that's so, a good point that's a fun way to look at yeah it. we'll we'll put a positive spin on it for those comic for those uh parents um moving on to some disney news they are making a new haunted house movie or haunted a, mansion movie there excuse we go me. okay Haunted Mansion movie. And they've just cast Owen Wilson, Rosario Dawson, Lakeith Stanfield, and uh, Tiffany Haddish. Uh, Okay. I got less and less excited as the list went on, but I think that could be good. Here's the thing. What's the tone? Because I have a strange enjoyment of the first uh haunted house haunted mansion movie like i think for what it was and the time it came out that was fun you know it's not going to be the the best it's not going to be uh tagged for preservation Mm -hmm. in the history of the world but i think that was a good time rosario dawson and owen wilson are going to give you a good movie but the two of them together makes me think they're going to lean into the comedy the the interesting thing about this like I guess this has piqued my interest because of the cast. Yes. Like this doesn't yes. seem like your run of the mill kind of reboot when you have Owen Wilson, Rosario Dawson, um, Lakeith, who was just nominated for an Oscar and Tiffany Haddish is a, a heavy hitter now in, yes. in Hollywood. So you have all four of those actors. I don't think they're signing on for something that's just like, again, a run of the mill reboot. I agree, but my like I, st- I stand by where are they going with the tone? That we don't know yet. Yeah. That we don't know but yet. I'm, I'm I would rolling. imagine it's leaning comedy, but I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna slow roll with this as well because I think it's it's interesting. We'll see what I happens. I think it's interesting. I I wonder like do you think not that they're out of material, but would you have gone somewhere else first, or do you think it's time to do uh well, the, really, the, the situation that we're in right now is yeah. we, we're getting less and less original stories, not because 
there aren't any out there, but because studios are going with properties that they know are more most likely to make them money. There is a Correct. proven track record behind the IP that they're purchasing or making shows, making movies about. And that's yeah. why we are getting all of those now and we'll be getting more and more of them in the future because they have a proven track record right. of being able to make money as that opposed to something brand new that is a much more of a risk for people. So it's, it's the give and take where like, oh yeah, it's great for people who love Marvel and now get to see everything on their screen. Like that's awesome. At the same time, like what would have happened? Like, are we ever going to get another matrix? Well, right. You know, will we ever get something like that, which is now getting its fourth sequel? Correct. But like, which eventually are we going to run out of stuff to maybe it's going to go in a cycle. Maybe we're going to run out of stuff to reboot. And so we'll get more original things in five, 10 years, something like that. Like maybe it'll, it'll be a cycle. You know how uh, like fashion, they say always comes back, comes back. Like around. maybe that's going to be what happens with movies as well. I could see that. I could see that. Um, so yeah, I guess this there's there's a commodity here. Like they'll they'll get something out of this. Disney, you know, all the parks have opened back up again after the COVID. People are familiar with it again. They're not, you know, they're they're not going to not know what we're talking about. But to talk about Matrix for a second, I did a rewatch this week of all three movies. Okay. Oh, you did because I, I did. did that last week. Yeah. So I'll roll with um, the haunted house haunted mansion movie the matrix just to do just to add something to to our rolling or trolling you talk about like will we get something new are we ever going to get something like the matrix again i don't think we like that was such a the, i think the problem this new matrix movie will have is that we are all now living in the matrix in 99 when that movie came out and they had like Nokia cell phones and they had all this like technology, like, you you put the phone to your ear and it takes you through the wires into the mm -hmm. matrix and out of the thing. And blah, blah. But like, we are living in a virtual world every day. We are doing zoom meetings. We are, it's like, so I feel like it's not going to have the impact. Maybe, or maybe not. Maybe it's more relatable now. I maybe, maybe I that's the maybe that's the the spin that they have to put on it is like kind of right. modernizing a little bit. Um, yeah, it's going to be I'm excited to see what they do with it, because I think the the first one was so groundbreaking for yeah. everything that it did, especially at that time. Um, and then at least for me, the second and third, they were very disappointing. Just because yeah, I agree. The, all of the kind of um, innovating that they did in the first one kind of went away to do a more generic sci-fi. There's councils now. They're like all yeah. the old sci. Instead of creating new tropes, they right. fell into old, old sci-fi tropes. Yeah, um, I could see that. So I. Uh, 
hopefully the this fourth matrix they've learned from that feedback and they lean more matrix number one as opposed to matrix two and three two and three i'm with you there that was a nice little uh little impromptu roller troll there listen we ad lib like cray cray here oh yeah you know we can roll that way what do we got what was next on the on the list before we got sidelined a Penguin TV series based off of Colin Farrell's portrayal in the upcoming Batman movie is in development for HBO Max. It'll follow Penguin's rise to power in Gotham. But didn't we watch that in Gotham? Es- essentially, but not with yeah. Colin Farrell. If that does anything for you. If that does anything for you. I enjoy Colin Farrell. I haven't seen this movie yet. Um. So I hope he's good in it. I'm going to, sl- I'm going to, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to troll it because I'm, what wow. I'm, tro- yes. I'm trolling the impudence of this. Okay. The utter and sheer impudence. Like the movie hasn't come out yet. And you're already locking us all into a TV show for a character. The that second. Could be- the second TV show in development yes, based, based off of off this, this movie. The first one will be a Gotham PD movie or again, TV series. Again. So basically what Which they're doing is got. they're taking Gotham and they're and splitting it, it into two shows yes. and, it's, and they're basing it off of the new Batman movie universe. I, that's 100% correct. And who knows this like he could be the next Jar Jar Binks. Like we don't know. So I'm, I'm trolling it. I'm taking a hard line. Hot take. Trolling. Um, the only reason why I, I'm going to slow roll this is because I'm hoping it's a good sign for the Batman movie that they're may already developing two spinoffs. They think that the Batman movie is going to be that good. That it, well, it will warrant two spinoff shows. Let's hope that that's the case. That makes me feel good. I know, like, they kind of did that with the Suicide Squad. Like, they right. announced way early, like, months and months. They filmed the Peacemaker show, spinoff show, yeah. months and months and months before the Suicide Squad came out. And the Suicide yes. Squad, well, it didn't make it do well at the box office. It was critically acclaimed. It was probably yeah. my favorite DCEU movie. Okay. Period. Which you know, not saying much. Given it's not saying much, but I but... would say like it. It competes with you know the not the top tier MCU movies, but probably right the second to third tier MCU movies. That makes sense. Like that it's in sense. that range. Um, I thought it was very good. So you know, I hopefully they're kind of pointing steering things in the right direction. Uh, over at DC and at Warner Brothers. Um, continuing with Warner Brothers, Christopher Nolan has officially parted ways with them. His Ooh. first film to be distributed outside of WB since t- 2002 is going to be released by Universal. It is a um, movie about J. Robert Oppenheimer, who oh. is known as the father of the atomic bomb. Yes, I am become death, destroyer of worlds. Uh, I want to see that movie. 
I'm curious what that's all about. The the break from WB, um, I'm going to slow troll it. I'm going to slow troll because okay. I like I want WB to stay alive. And I think he's a moneymaker. So it upsets me when like when moneymakers leave these places because he could be a tentpole director there. But like, you know, OK, he and he left and he didn't really explain why. Well, it's essentially from uh, his, the the tenant uh, release and yeah. and what happened there. And he just wanted re- my only thing. is So there's a couple things here because it's kind of being shown now with this experiment that WB has done where they are. Um, they are same day releasing movies onto their streaming platform as they go into theaters. Um, I think it's playing out that the movie that is not successful in theaters when that happens. Right. You compare the Suicide Squad, which kind of bombed in theaters, and we yeah. don't get the information on how it performed streaming we haven't gotten that info whereas you have something like shang chi that did very well over labor day weekend and was not same day release on disney plus um so much so successful that it prompted a movie that's been delayed a hundred times over venom 2 to actually push it back up its release date to, to earlier in October instead of later in October. So, uh, you know, this is something that WB com- made a hard stance and committed to it through the year. They right. are doing it no matter what. Um, I don't know how it's done. I guess we're going to find out at the end of the year whenever they do uh, an investor meeting or something like that where they announce how their streaming platform is doing we'll see how the same day releases worked for them but it has definitely rubbed filmmakers and actors and and everyone of the like the wrong way because they make their money based off of box office returns and not off of hbo max correct so that's the issue it's the same issue that uh scarlett johansson is having with disney plus and it's an issue that a myriad of of creators are having with HBO Max right now is they made all of these contracts prior to the pandemic and they are not going to be paid out in the same way now because of same day releases as opposed to just box office releases. Now they got to live with it. And that's essentially now the weird thing about it is, is Christopher Nolan's situation is that he was so adamant against releasing it to streaming that they did succumb to him and release it end of last year it didn't do well because we were in the middle of the worst of the pandemic um i don't know in his situation what would have changed if he was with a different production company i don't think because he's weird he just wanted it released as soon as possible and didn't care about the pandemic So like if he's working with Universal and his film was supposed to come out May or, you know, maybe not May, like March of last year or April of last year, 
what he's still unhappy if they release it i guess maybe he is happy that they release it and it just wouldn't have made any money i don't know if it was with universal it would have been delayed a year and a half two years we might have even seen tenant yet if it was with a different company look at something like top gun maverick yeah that hasn't come out yet with with paramount that Um, and that got pushed back another year that's now been pushed back two years combined since its original release date i two years listen i am not convinced i am not convinced that there's going to be a top gun two <laughs> this might be one of the greatest hoax ever perpetrated in this country. they just made a trailer yes <laughs> They just made a trailer and they got us all psyched because it's one of those things that's like, it's out. Oh, oh, right. Did that release? It's out there. there. Are they doing that? I think what's that thing called where you think the Mandela effect? I think yep. they incepted us. They intentionally Mandela'd us. <laughs> that's what I think that movie is. I won't believe it till it's out. Uh, let's continue on. Yes. Facebook is teaming up with Ray-Ban to sell sunglasses with cameras that let you record live video with voice activation and upload the clips to Facebook. I mean, we were talking about the Matrix. I'm ready for the rant. (laughs) Listen. And, And I will add that Mark Zuckerberg did clarify that it will not record unless you activate it it's going to record all the time (laughs) it's going to record all the time it's going to send everybody everything they want your thoughts they want your notions this is a terrible terrible thing i'm i am trolling this emphatically this is the beginning of the end and zuckerberg is the agent of chaos like I'm telling you, it's not. This is not good. He, uh, it's just not good. There's too much. There's too much with the social media. Unless that's where you're listening to our podcast, in which case it is genius. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I just wanted to hear some sort of rant from you with that yeah, one. Yeah, it cannot be good. This cannot be good. <laughs> um. There will be a Grogu balloon at this year's Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Will there now? Yep. I think that's highly appropriate. I do too. I I like it. There ought to be a Grogu balloon. What are your, are you rolling or trolling with the Thanksgiving Day Parade in general? Having it period. No. Do you, do you roll with it? Do you watch it on Thanksgiving? Are you You like into it? Are you not? I'm not, I used to be, I'm not so much anymore. However, given everything we've gone through this past two years, it's interesting that you asked that question because I have been in the mood for a parade. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. I have, I've been like, you know, we need to celebrate something again. (laughs) We need to gather again. So, so I think this is a good thing. Like, let's have this parade. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm for it. I, I have a hot take for you. Ooh, I'm trolling take? Thanksgiving. Explain in yourself. Why? Because like you just want to go right to Christmas? Overrated. Oh, Overrated. yourself. Not because I want you? to get, go right to Christmas. You? Not because I want to go right to Christmas. Uh-huh. 
it's just overrated. The food it is. Let's have the same meal once a year, every uh-huh. year. Right? The food, fine. Oh my god. Turkey, overrated. I am not a big turkey fan. I'll give you that. That is the main staple of Thanksgiving is turkey. Not that great. Correct. Not something that that's like, oh, I can't wait for the turkey. And that's the holiday. Oh, my God. The whole holiday is the turkey. Basically, it's based around a meal. And the main. Yes. The main item in yeah. that meal is turkey. I. I, we can't what, come up with something better to to have. Listen, I see through you. Okay, I know what this is. I you are no. you you're a opinion of Christmas. You're you're a you're a you're like a spy sent from here, Santa's no, 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 workshop. Here's the thing. Here's the Go thing. Ahead. Here's the thing. You, you just I th- while I think Thanksgiving is overrated. <laughs> yeah. I do think it is an important marker to signify when to start celebrating Christmas. <laughs> I think it's okay. important that it is when it is so that people have, otherwise people will go overboard and start yes. celebrating Christmas too soon. And then by the time Christmas comes along, they're sick of it and they're done with they're, it. They're Christmas out. So like Thanksgiving I will say is important in a sense for Christmas. Yes. Because you need that dividing line of like, okay, this is when Christmas starts. It's I not, agree. You know, it's it's not left ambiguous. You can say, can okay, you... Thanksgiving dinner has ended. Now it's time to celebrate, start the Christmas season. How can you hate on, you know, it's pilgrims and the sharing of a meal the, and bringing together the, of cultures? We, we know that's essentially a lie. You know, you're a, you're a history teacher. You? How, how <laughs> you're a history teacher. You know how the, the uh, epilogue after that meal. The epilogue. <laughs> All right. Well, we're not reading the epilogue. Okay? <laughs> I'm just saying. I am just saying, like, the best part about Thanksgiving is probably that we get three football games. That is, uh, that is a plus. I'll give you that. Throughout oh, the day. That's, that's the best part of Thanksgiving. How dare you. Um, all right. Now that that rant is done, we got, now that we got, that's done. I got two more for you. You're going to like these. There is a Twins sequel okay. currently in development with Schwarzenegger and DeVito. Right returning called triplets do you want to know who that trip long lost triplet is i well as long as it hasn't changed since the last rumor i heard eddie murphy is that correct that's that's too big of a star but Uh, okay it is tracy morgan oh interesting oh you're not a fan of tracy morgan or is it just a letdown of it's thinking a letdown. that it it's was a Eddie Murphy? Let me, yeah, let me clarify. It's a letdown from thinking it's Eddie Murphy, but Tracy Morgan is a hysterical actor and will bring something fun and interesting to that role. I think it makes more sense that it's Tracy Morgan. Why though? That would have been Eddie Murphy. Not that Eddie Murphy wouldn't have been great. It would have been unbelievable, but that is like too big of a get for this film 
to be realistic. Yeah, but I don't know if I believe that because think about it. Arnold Schwarzenegger is by rights one of the biggest actors in America. Like hugely successful his films, hugely recognizable. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, older now, so obviously has and taken he hasn't a back been seat. In, in anything like featured right. fully in anything for years. You know, Danny DeVito, same. Not only has he been an icon of the the silver screen and the small screen, but he's also been hugely influential as a director and as a producer, okay. directing such fair as Hoffa with Jack Nicholson, producing such fair as. Uh, Reservoir Dogs and I believe Pulp Fiction. Um, so under his title, uh, Jersey Films, because he's from Jersey, represent. But again, older, taking a back seat. I don't know that Eddie Murphy has in recent times become any more pop. Like, I don't think he's been in, in a lot of stuff recently. Like, he I hasn't think been, but you look at the stuff that he has done, he's basically yeah. heavily involved as the creator and producer of whatever of he's the in. movie, whatever he's in, and the lead. Yeah. Or Cody. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. this is something that he would be following in and joining as opposed yeah. to spearheading. So I think but- that's where like you know, it's a little unrealistic that we would have had Eddie Mer- like looking back at it now that we have all the information, like kind of playing Captain Hindsight. Yes. It kind of lines up that he wasn't going to be in this movie. That all right. That makes sense. I get it. Like I'm I'm saddened by it, but I get it. Tracy okay, well, Morgan's going to be very, very good. Yes. I think I don't like I don't know. I don't know how he felt. I'm curious to see if that that trinity blends. You know what I mean? Well, this last one, I know definitively that you're going to like. <laughs> okay, okay, good. You're going to roll yes. hard with this. Right, Nicholas Cage says I'm that rolling. he will never retire from acting. I am thrilled by this news. Let's go. Let me count the ways. I am thrilled by this news because we have to suffer through all these actors with their nonsense about like, oh, I'm going to retire. I'm not going to make any more movies. Uh, Quentin Tarantino, I'm only directing one more and then I'm done. Nicolas Cage is leaning in to the fact that he makes one a movie every 78 minutes and yes. like, and he loves it. So I hope he gets more starring roles in more mainstream movies because he's the one actor in Hollywood that's like, listen, I act. Let put me in movies. This is what I do, and I want to do it forever. I'm rolling. Good for Nicolas Cage. Yeah, obviously. I'm How do you feel about too. this, right? I, I think it's great. Here, Here's the quote. That can't happen. To do what I do in cinema has been like a guardian angel for me, and I need it. I'm healthier when I'm working. I need a positive place to express my life experience and filmmaking has given me that. So I'm never going to retire. How do you, how do you knock that? How do you argue with that? How do you knock that? Rolling. Yes. Well, that does it for us this week. We are ending on the very positive note that. Yes. 
we're always going to have Nicolas Cage in our lives. <laughs> always. He, is, he will be with us for eternity. Um, we want to thank you all for listening to another episode of It Was All a Stream. Please, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe, rate, and review wherever it is that you're listening. We are on all the major podcast platforms, and we are also on Neil's amazing website. That's gluedtothescreen.com. That's glued, number two, thescreen.com. Neil, what do you got to say to the people? Stream on, everybody.